Yacht Rock Radio, on air and online at YachtRockRadio.com. Six-time Grammy Award-winning artist and founding member of Toto, David Page, is joining us. Hello, David. How are you? I'm very good. I'm uh, here in Calabasas, and uh, I'm doing interviews for my new EP that's out. It's called Forgotten Toys, and I'm very excited about it. I feel like I did when uh, Toto made its first album, and we realized that Hold the Line was coming out. So uh, I've got butterflies and uh, very excited these days. And uh, it's it's just the feeling uh, of... uh, anxiety and and eagerness to to hear people's reaction to the music because i really want them to like it you know well it's exciting for me to hear um a gentleman who's been doing this you know almost five decades uh still gets butterflies i do i do and it's it's also uh, a combination of eagerness eagerness to uh uh get out there and uh, uh see what's going on in the music world out there with, uh, as far as my record goes, uh, pushing it out there. Uh, I hope that, um, uh, all our fans, uh, uh, I hope a lot of people like it. Well, the album's called forgotten toys. And, uh, the craziest thing about this album is that it's your debut solo album. And (laughs) solo EP. So to to an alien who just landed on this planet, they would think that you really haven't been that busy if this is your first solo. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, quite the contrary. Maybe uh, one of the busiest persons in music history, and at least in the last uh, 50 years. Uh, what, what took so long? Uh, I just think that uh, my uh, musical uh, palette had been satisfied by Toto to do a solo record for all those years. Because uh, I had I had a vehicle with a, with the best band in the world, and uh, I was able to sing and produce uh, the way I wanted to uh, co-produce with the band and uh, to get things right. So uh, during the pandemic, the COVID pandemic, uh, there was a block, a chunk of time there where no one was doing anything, and I have a recording studio. So I decided to go in and dust off some of my old. Uh, dusty treasures uh, uh, that I had uh, tucked away uh, for the last several years. And uh, uh, I wanted to to be able to sing more uh, because I don't get to, I don't usually sing too many songs in Toto, but uh, this afforded me a chance to sing more. And uh, because I have a very limited range, so I was able to, the challenge was uh, trying to find melodies that I could sing that didn't require a high vocal, even though I I brought Joseph Williams in because he co-wrote the song with me on Will I Belong to You. And, you know, you mentioned, which is why it's such a great name for the album, Forgotten Toys. In your words, you just said you dusted off some of the uh, old favorites in your head. Um, Yeah. How old? I mean, are these songs that were bouncing around your brain from the from the late seventies, or just from the last ten years? No, the last ten years. Uh, well, actually, one song started from. Uh, uh, yeah, these are about the, probably in the last ten years, and uh, uh, you have songs like Lucy that I started probably eight years ago. Uh, that uh, we I was was going to be a solo record with me and a professional. Uh, a legendary uh, keyboardist named Mike Lang. 
and we were going to do a solo album together. So we did one track, we did a few things, but then when he got very busy, so we uh, we kind of shelved it, and I brought it back and, and dusted it off and uh, put it on my record. Uh, so uh, it's I've been working on this stuff for a while. When you brought Steve Lukather and Joseph Williams uh, from Toto to come in and yeah. work on this album, did did any of the reaction were, were they like, "Hey, we could have put this on a Toto record"? <laughs> uh, you know, my guys, they don't say things like that, you know what I mean? Uh, but everybody looks at each other like, oh, that's 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 some familiar uh, real estate that they're playing on, you know? <laughs> and so everybody goes. But like Steve uh, Lukather, when he comes and plays for me, he play, does plays different stuff, you know? Like you hear him play rhythm guitar on Queen Charade, and that's when... He always plays his own guitar, Steve Lukather model. Well, he brought in a, a Telecaster uh, like Steve, like Keith Richards plays in Esquire, Fender Esquire, to play the rhythm on Queen Charade. So he really knows how to flip, uh, change uh, hats uh, to whatever he's doing. And, uh, you know, just like when Ringo Starr uh, did his first solo album, um, he brought in uh, George Harrison and John Lennon. So... Uh, I think the transition to uh, doing solo records is uh, it eases comfort. It makes it more comfortable if you surround yourself with people that you're used to. It really is mind blowing that it's uh, the first solo uh, EP record from yeah. David Page. Uh, we're speaking with David Page, founding member of Toto. He's got a new record out called Forgotten Toys. The first song I heard from it was called Spirit of the Moonrise, and it is a full blown rock hit it's a pop rock hit it you know we've oh, heard, thank you we've so heard, much i've heard a lot of songs um especially you know when you talk about the pandemic people were sort of right. stuck at home and they recorded new yeah. stuff at home and a lot of it kind of sounds sounds thin or recorded in their home studio and maybe it's just an acoustic guitar right. and a drum machine and yeah. uh, this thing it's thick it is powerful it is produced uh, talk me through real quick that song Spirit of the Moonrise and, and why it sounds so big it's such a big rock hit one of the reasons it sounds so good is I had two great engineers working with me one was Joseph Williams who was able to capture um, uh, a lot of the elements on on that and then we uh, um, I had Mike McDonald come in sing some of the high uh, cameos at the very end there but I think the, the, the answer you're looking for is Bob Clearmountain, who's probably the greatest engineer I know, uh, mixed it. And he gets a fantastic sound, knows how to make records, and knows how to certainly knows how to interpret uh, what I'm hearing in my head. So I will tell him that you uh, love his sound. I mean, it sounds like, uh, you know, I grew up in the late 70s, early 80s, listening to yeah. FM radio, Child yeah, of right. the 80s and MTV, and, and those songs, yeah. that, that it's just, it reminds me of those good old days of rock. Oh, I'm so glad, you know. That's just, uh, again, uh, I wanted, it's an itch I wanted to scratch. I had a, I had a couple of pieces of music, and uh, Joe helped me fit them in and, and to structure them because I had all these different pieces. And then uh, him and I, the challenge was coming up with a narrative for it. And uh, I think we, I think it turned out pretty good. I'm really happy with it. I think it'd be cool if you won a, a Grammy uh, at this point of your career for Best New Artist. <laughs> I, that'd be 
very fitting, very fitting. You know, what is I mean? that would they do that, or would this just be you know best? Absolutely, absolutely, best new artist. Yeah, <laughs> it's your first album. I mean, you know, that'd be that be that would be ironic. That would be irony to its max. It would I mean? be so cool to have you come up on stage to win best new artist. I love that. So you've been super busy with with the new record and uh, appearing on stage with Toto. Uh, also, CBS Sunday Morning. I saw you on there. Uh, oh. How were, were you itching just to just to yell out, "Hey, by the way, I've got a new album." <laughs> oh yeah, did I do that when we were? I, I don't. If if you said it during the recording of CBS Sunday Morning, it didn't make yeah. the air because they really have to oh, cut that okay. down to like it's only a five minute package. Well, that'll be your job then is to spread the good news. We'll spread the word for sure. Right. Uh, six Grammys, five with Toto and eighty two for Toto four and Rosanna. The one that I love that pops out at me is the one you won in 1977 co-writing lowdown with boz skaggs right uh of the toto members is that the very first taste of a grammy for any of you uh yeah we had a nomination on our first album for best new artist but we were lost to uh a taste of honey doing boogie oogie oogie <laughs> <laughs> and i remember because i had met roy thomas baker and rick oaks osec from the cars and we were all in the kind of category that got bombed, that uh, lost, you know. Oh, and what year was that? 76? Yes. 70, oh, yeah, disco. My goodness. Uh, who would have thought back then that, that Toto would last and disco wouldn't? Um, yeah. So, Low Down with Vod Skaggs, uh, one of the greatest tunes. Low Down was very, uh, I, I think, uh, uh, progressive and ahead of its time a little bit. Uh, and... Uh, I think that it did very good, and it was a sh- kind of a showing of Jeff Beccaro, myself, and David Hungate, uh, mixed with a little bit of Louis Shelton in there, who happens to be happens to be Seals and Crofts producer. So um, I know you guys like the Seals and Crofts mm-hmm. on the radio. Oh, for sure. And uh, and uh, my first record I ever played on, by the way, was Diamond Girl when I was eighteen, and that kind of launched my career as a session player. And so. Uh, I'm very uh, in tune with uh, uh, people that uh, of my generation that uh, that I've worked with. You know, that that is just um, a phenomenal story. At the age of 18, yeah. you played on Diamond Girl with yeah. Seals and Cross. That's unbelievable. Uh, along the way, you know, that kind of leads me into the the people you've worked with. Um, you can see on your Wikipedia and your bio that, you know, the obvious, the Boz Skaggs, the Steely Dan, Michael Jackson, Quincy Jones, uh, Elton John, Dolly Parton, Cher. The one that popped out at me that I've, I'm dying to know about is Motley Crue. Right. What did you do with Motley Crue? I did a song. There was a song called Brandon that, that you know, when Tommy Lee had a son uh, with Pamela Anderson. I, he named him Brandon, and I, he wrote a song for him. And I, he wanted to bring in a keyboard player that he was new uh, so he could uh, have it recorded. And I was the choice. So I only played on one of their songs, but I became good friends with them. And Tommy Lee's a great guy. And uh, uh, that was they were the nicest guys in the world in the band. And I, and I really have a lot of respect for them. And I'm, and, um, I'm jazzed that I got to work with them. I mean, I'm jazzed you got to work with them. That's what, you know, when I was 14, uh, that's when their Shout at the Devil 
Devil oh, album yeah. hit, and that's you know I was really into that. And I'm just looking at some of the people here that uh, are songs on Yacht Rock, and I'm seeing people I've worked with here. I've got so you got what a what a fool believes. You got Peg, Sealy Dan. Uh, I work with Rupert Holmes. I work with Kenny Loggins, Seals and Crofts, uh, Pablo Cruz, England Dan, John Ford Coley. All those are great artists, and uh, I'm glad uh, I'm honored that Rosanna is befitting uh, the such uh, uh, prestigious company. Well, I, on our library from our Yacht Rock archives, we play about a dozen. Toto songs in heavy oh, rotation. Really? Oh yeah, heavy rotation. Waiting for your love, um, for sure. Um, Lovers oh, in the night. We we spend lovers in the night quite often. I, I mean, yeah. Toto is uh, is one of the. I guess you you talk about the Mount Rushmore of yacht rock and uh, <laughs> Toto, uh, you and Steve Lukather. You're right up there. Uh, depend. Everyone has a different yeah. different Mount Rushmore, and you're on a lot of yeah. them. I, I see that a lot of a lot of these records are, in fact, the guys playing on them too. Like I keep forgetting that was Luke and uh, and and Jeff playing on that. Um, uh, Jay Jay Ferguson, uh, Thunder Island's one of my favorite songs, and uh, I worked with him. Believe it or not, when I was 13 years old, I helped my father arrange the strings for an, a group he was in called Spirit. Yeah, back in the day. And uh, so I worked with him. I worked with Steely Dan on Pretzel Logic, and uh, uh, so did Jeff. And uh, then you have uh, Pablo Cruz. I arranged some stuff for them. Uh, Doobie Brothers, I did some arrangements for them. So uh, it's been one big happy family. And uh, uh, a lot of them get played by on your station. So we really appreciate that. Well, that's one of the things we love about uh, this genre. Is it's so it's so I guess incestuous is a word we could use. How everybody's worked together, uh, appeared on everybody else's albums. It's wonderful. Yeah, nepotism at its ultimate. You know. Uh, by the way, I wanted to know to ask you if you noticed that uh, Mike McDonald was singing on the spirit spirit of the moonrise. I did not catch that. You you mentioned that uh, a few minutes ago, and you called him Mike yeah. McDonald, which I think is great. <laughs> singing the choruses with me, harmonizing the chorus, but then also at the end, when it starts vamping out before Lukather's guitar solo, Mike McDonald does a couple of great step-outs, and it really makes the record for me. Well, that uh, we, we need to get this information out to the people, because when they hear this yeah. song and they, and they find out Luke is on guitar and Michael McDonald's helping you with vocals, I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. So you mentioned all these artists that you've worked with, not only yacht rock artists, but you know disco and uh, right. I mean Dolly Parton for for the love of God and uh, Brian Adams and Miles Davis and Seals and Crofts. Um, I think what would be fantastic, and I know you're busy, but uh, maybe your assistant can help you do this. Yeah, I'd li- I'd like to hear a David Page radio station oh, online streaming where every single song that's played is a song that somehow you're connected to. Uh, that'd be a lot of songs. It'd be a lot of songs. and I think, uh, I think my whatchamacallit has played, has put together a discography of me, my assistant, uh, Jennifer Freed. And uh, she said it was pretty pretty awesome. And uh, But I, 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 I've, uh, I've, I've tried to imagine that, what that would be like. I, 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 it might get a little boring after a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's or nothing but me. Even I can't take that much of me, you know? Well, 
it, you know, you've got obviously Toto and uh, and uh, Staley Dan and uh, and the David Page songs, but uh, you you throw in a Motley Crue song that changes yeah. things up. That changes directions for certain. And, and and there's only one DJ on this radio station, and it's you. So you tell the story of how you played piano on this Motley Crue song, and then you play the song. I, that's a radio station I think a lot of music geeks well, would love to listen to. I appreciate your idea, and I will definitely uh, uh, ponder that. <laughs> so the things I like to learn about artists uh, with a career like yours is is some of the fun little things you've done. Uh, for example, you you wrote co-wrote. Or did you write completely the song from the Rambo film in 1982, It's a Long Road, that Dan right. Hill performed the vocals on? Now, m- yeah. maybe, you know, household name, the title of the song, It's a Long Road from Rambo, might not ring a bell uh, yeah. for, for a passive listener. But when you watch that movie, that song is featured. Th- it's, when I listen to it, I absolutely remember the song. Uh, yeah. And I know the song, and you know the song from that movie. And it's yeah. just so cool to find out that David Pates wrote that song. Well, it's interesting. Uh, Jerry Goldsmith, who I had met earlier in my life, because my father had worked with him, uh, it was such an honor to get a call from him to do produce the uh, end title. And he even asked me to sing. He originally asked me to sing the, uh, the, the, the vocal on it. And I said, no, you need to get someone good. <laughs> he uh, tried, wanted Lukather to sing it. Lukather uh, passed on it because of the just the way the melody was, the lyrics and stuff like that. He he couldn't uh, find his niche for it. So we got Bobby Kimball to come in and sing on it. And what you're hearing there is is Dan Hill. But when it comes to the choruses, that's actually uh, Bobby Kimball singing on the choruses. It is, it is fat, in fact, a little touch of Toto in there. So when that movie came out, I mean, were you involved with the, the red carpet premiere and all that? No, I was not. No, that was... Uh, uh, the producers and stuff. We were just at the very tail end of the picture, and uh, uh, we, I think we were immersed in another album. So uh, well, I, th- I think we're a little busy at the time. Yeah, I was just going to say, in 1982, I mean, that's when you won your Grammys with uh, Toto yeah. 4. So you you were probably, you had more important things to do with Toto than to go hang out with Sly Stallone on the red carpet. Oh, I would have loved to have done that. He's a nice guy, by the way. I've met him before and talked to him. And uh, again, uh it would have been fantastic to, to go to that. But uh, again, uh, these are just some of the little odds and ends that have uh, happened over my career, you know. So another little odds and end, uh, actually it's not that little, it's the Emmy Award that you won in 1974 for a song you co-wrote with your dad for an episode yeah. of Ironside starring Raymond Burr. That is amazing. That's going back. You've done You've done some digging with your homework there. That uh, that is so cool. I mean, I remember that show. A lot of people do. Raymond Burr is a is an icon. You really, yeah. Well, they had asked. Cy Shermack was the producer, and uh, when my dad started scoring the uh, Ironsides, they asked if uh, they wanted my dad to get a songwriter to write songs for the show every single week to have an original song based on the script. And so I was standing in the wings, waving my hand at my dad, going, "I can do it! I can do it!" And he, my dad took a chance on me, and so did Cy Shermack. And I and I got the job. I, I ended up bringing in and producing a, a, a song for them they liked. And they liked another and another and another. And I did two years uh, on Ironsides, 22 episodes a year. And uh, the second year, uh, we were up for an Emmy, and we won that year. So I'm very proud of that and the collaboration with my father. 
What a great father-son story that is for you to have. Yeah. Uh, and you, so you had an Emmy at age 20 in 1974, then the Grammy three years later with uh, Lowdown and Boz Skaggs. So you had those awards in your back pocket when you were in studio with uh, Toto working on all your Toto albums. Did you use that to settle arguments? Like, hey, I'm the only one here with awards. No. No, I never had to do that. Maybe one time. Maybe one time I brought out my best background vocalist arranging award, you know, just to, for a laugh. You know, <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Uh, we all we all understand. It's it's the under quiet understanding of uh, all that that the band knows. You know, what I mean, we're, every once in a while we'll bring it up and say, "Hey, we really we really caught it that year." You know what I mean? So, what's a a story or a song? that didn't make uh, the Wikipedia page? You know, a TV show you worked on, a movie, a movie theme song you have? Jeez, I'm trying to think of something that didn't make it. I'm sure, because that Wikipedia page is only so long. Your your career and the songs you've worked on is uh, immense. I did a, uh, uh, produced this, uh, the main title and the ending title, A Black Rain for Hans Zimmer. And and I produced, and, and Greg Allman was singing on it. Jeff played on it. Luke played on it. Mike Ricaro played on it. It's called uh, um, "I'll Be Go- I'll Be Going on- I'll Be Moving On." And is that I the movie think. with uh, Christian Slater? No, it's the movie with. Um, it has uh, M- Michael Douglas in it. Oh, okay. And Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, uh, who I met with Ben Zimmer, uh, uh, directed it. Like 1988, 88 or something, you know. Late 80s. The cool thing about yeah. that is, I am for a lot of people that would be the pinnacle of their career, and yeah, right. uh, and for you, you, you actually had to like think about who it was and what it was called. <laughs> yeah, right. I did. <laughs> I love that. Uh, David Page from Toto is joining us. He's got a solo album. Uh, finally, after all these years, finally a solo <laughs> album. It's called Forgotten Toys. Um, yeah. I want to, uh, before you, we let you go, I know you're super busy promoting the album. Uh, a fun story I like to ask artists like you is uh, with songs like Rosanna in Africa, um, so many cover bands and cover versions of that. Uh, can, can you recall a time where you walked into a hotel bar uh, or a nightclub and the cover band was playing your song? And maybe the first time you heard a cover band play play one of your big hits, and how that made yeah. you feel, what you were thinking. Oh, it made me feel great. It made me feel like I finally made it. It's funny. That's the real sign of a of a hit record is when you walk into a Holiday Inn or you walk into a lounge in a casino, and there's a band playing your song. That that's the real sign of you've made it. You, you finally made it. You know. So uh, yes, that's happened, and uh, I was very uh, uh, honored. You know? Now, I get different answers to this. Do you go up to the band and introduce yourself and say, hey, that's my song? A lot of times, no. I'm not that kind of person. I'm kind of a shy person, and I kind of like to just say, hey, nice, you know, let it be anonymous here, you know, uh, the feelings. And uh, But occasionally, uh, if they did a real good job, I'll go up and introduce myself. And usually uh, we share a, a common bond, uh, all musicians do. And so... Uh, sometimes they get a kick out of it, you know. Well, I just can't imagine if if I was playing uh, Africa on on a stage at a Holiday Inn and David Page came up and said, "Hey, uh, great job." <laughs> we were in Green Bay, Wisconsin, you know, where the Packers are, mm-hmm. and uh, we were playing uh, in an arena there, 
or an outdoor show. It was an outdoor show. And Robert Plant was playing in the same city at the same night. And so uh, I didn't know that they were staying in the same hotel. So a friend of mine called me down to the uh, coffee shop and said, Robert Plant's down here. you got to get down here. And so I went down there, and he was just leaving. He just signed his check. And I went up to him, and I said, Robert, uh, I'm David Page. I'm a huge fan of yours, and uh, I'm with a, I'm with Toto. And he started singing Rosanna to me right there in the spot, right in front of the people. Rosanna, Rosanna. And I just heard his voice singing Rosanna. And it was like, talk about a pinch me moment, you know. That needs to be in the first paragraph on your Wikipedia page. <laughs> My radio show. Right. Uh, yes, on David Page Radio. Well, That's David, right. I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Best of luck with the new album. It's called Forgotten Toys, and uh, you're active on Instagram and Facebook if you want to catch up with David Page on social media. Thank you so much, David. Thank you so much. And if you need, I uh, just want to say how much we appreciate the loyalty and love and support from all of our friends and family and fans, and uh, uh, bless you all. You're listening to Yacht Rock Radio, the smoothest soft rock from the late 70s and early 80s. For more smooth, join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Yacht Rock Radio. Yacht Rock.